In case you're wondering what all these folding chair memes were about, a video of an outrageous fight between Black River Boat staff and white boat owners has exploded on the internet. While most folks don't condone fighting, in a country with a history of violence towards black people, it's hard not to delight in the righteous anger expressed by those who were wronged, especially when it involves the unlikely weapon of choice, a folding chair. Today, comedian Matt Brown joins us to take a look at the memes inspired by the Montgomery, Alabama Riverfront Brawl, including a mural of Harriet Tubman offering you not just her hand to freedom, but a folding chair to fight your way back. Plus, what's up with Lizzo's lawsuit? Bullet holes in our podcast studio. And Michael Jackson's singing style explained goes viral on Matt's YouTube channel. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Our guest today is comedian Matt Brown, whose special brand of comedy can also be best described as a folding chair smackdown. <laughs> Welcome to Feast of Fun, Matt. Thank you for having me back. Because, you know, it's always time to beat a bitch's ass. Uh, you oh, know, this. you are so brave to come into our home studio. Yeah. You're one of the few people we can now convince to tape a podcast yeah. with us. Well, you come, never have to talk me into coming inside. We really want to show you our <laughs> holes. I've got a hole over here, and Faust has got a hole over there. Oh, wow. Do you want, you wait, wait, explain to you the listeners. You can finger the hole, but be very careful. You can get cut. Because it's very dangerous. Well, Mark, before, because Matt understands what you're talking about, but explain to the listeners that are just tuning in. Tell me about your holes. Faust has got a hole on his side. Basically, we record this podcast in a sunroom, Mm -hmm. you know, which is a room that has uh, windows all around it. And there was uh, some gang activity out on the street way down yonder. And, on the head of Tucci. Because <laughs> Fox News is right. Chicago's somebody dangerous. Somebody shot a gun, and that bullet went through one window in our uh, sunroom and then out the other. So come over and look at it, Matt. But it, it's, a, it's also in the line of fire that it could have killed. One bullet could have killed Mark and I if we were taping the podcast at the time. That's why shot. you see mm-hmm. at this point in time, I moved a little further away from where that hole is. So open up the blinds there. All you don't right. have to, you don't have to take anything off. Mark, I what's know. it like to be the white Selena? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Isn't it look like oh a cartoon? My. Yeah. He even put a little like plug. bag of cocaine. Yeah. We put, a <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a little zip to keep the bugs from coming in. Oh, there's, and over here on the other side. Yes. There's also, God, your hole's been shattered, Fausto. Oh my God, they shot through the blind. I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. They shot through the. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't notice it for a day. Because (laughs) the blind was down on that side. The blind was up on this side. But because the way it is, I mean, Fausto worked across from that shot Mm -hmm. for hours and never even looked and saw it. I can't believe that I've been in your apartment for like an hour and a half, just like eating dinner and hanging out. And oh yeah, no, it's in the blind too. Like, (laughs) like that's a little late to be noticed. Noticing like bullet wounds in your environment. It's, you know. Well, we're thinking about calling it a feast of thugs over here at Feast of Fun. Well, well we're not the thugs. Well, yeah, but it's thug life that we're living through bullets, right? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's the inner city. Well, I mean, typically the gang the activity tough. that happens up here is more bang related, you know. Uh, uh, what do you mean? It's more of a gang bang and less of a oh, gang. That yeah. is a lot of yeah. cum dumps in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Lots of cum dumps. At, sure. at least two in the room. But I guess there was, you know, we don't have a lot of gang activity directly in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But I guess the uh, the police were aware that these two rival gangs, that something was, something was brewing. Something was going to happen. And something did happen. Well, it's interesting that we actually start talking about the Alabama ferry brawl. Don't get too excited, listeners. It's F-E-R-R-Y. 
not F A R F A R Y, you know. But F-A-E-R-I-E. It, I mean, they misspell fairy. Well, you, there's so many ways to spell fairy. I don't know, because I think if you spell it with all the E's, it becomes a gender. And oh. That, yeah. Because <laughs> I think there's like a face self pronoun, and I'm not even trying to be funny or flippant. No, you're right. I you're right. I know somebody that's, I think they are using F-A-E for something. I don't really Fae. see them very much, so I don't have to deal Which, with it. That also just used to be like a woman's name. Like, oh yeah, you know, Faye, she works in the copyright. That's F-A-Y. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I think also F-E, right? But so a lot of conservative news media Thanks. likes to position Chicago, liberal city, as mm. the dangerous one. Yes. Because of our political positions and being welcoming to immigrants and LGBT Democratic people. Stronghold. Yeah, and so on. But if you look at violence, you in guys the are being States, way too nice about it. They talk like that because back in the '80s, Chicago used to look real black if you saw a picture of it, and it's because <laughs> that, of race, right? So, yeah, and and you, you know, can, you can talk you, about you political at, positions. It's, but if you look at the actual violence that takes place in the United States, it's mm-hmm. Republican cities and Republican states. That's where all the guns are. Where, that's where all this fucked up shit. If happens, I live in yeah. Texas and you get on my nerves, bang, bang, toot, toot, like it's right. I, I, oh. <laughs> okay, Donna Summer. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was toot toot beep beep, toot, which toot. is slightly different. That's if you pull a Caitlyn Jenner and hit somebody with your car. Shit. That that is different. Or or if you think I'm being transphobic, if you pull a Brandy and hit somebody with your car, mm. whatever. Did Brandy kill somebody? I believe she has a vehicular something or another. So when she thinks well, I think we're alone now, it's it's a threat. Y- yeah, it oh, really wow. is. Really <laughs> is. So uh, you know, we all start discovered about the Alabama riverboat brawl, the ferry brawl mm-hmm. by. Seeing pictures or memes of folding chairs, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this about?" I mean, the first one I saw was Harriet Tubman uh, over a wall, and she's extending, you know, her mm. hand out, but mm. in her hand is a folding chair. And I was just like, "Okay, something happened." Well, let me Google Waffle House. Was, <laughs> my, first, was my first thing because I think somebody threw a chair at Waffle yeah, yeah, House, yeah. right? And so, unfortunately, you know, um, we went that to that Waffle House. No, we no, went. We somebody didn't. told us it was that Waffle mm-hmm. House, and we asked the the, the server there, and, she, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, it's not Wrong this one. one. It's the other one." And but everybody keeps asking in there, and people, I guess, that work at Waffle House don't want to be known for a place no. where brawls happen because you know violence can beget violence, and if people, you know, if they think, "Oh, Waffle House is a place where people act up," like mm-hmm. it yeah. triggers some people, and they're like, "I'm an actor." Up. Listen, nobody gets paid $15 an hour to clean up blood and teeth. Well, there's no teeth in a Waffle House fight. But anyway. <laughs> but, you know, you have it like if you have a low paying or difficult job and you're struggling to make money, you know, stuff. And then there's some but some drunk person hogging up the space of your parking. You're trying to park your boat. This is what happened. The, the, the co-captain is trying to bring 250 passengers, dock them so they can, you know, it's a tour boat. And they can take the people off the boat and bring in 250 new passengers and give them a boat of whatever, you know, area in Alabama they're doing. I docked 250 guys in one day once. <laughs> I bet you did. Oh, can explain amateur. what docking is to the people out there who aren't familiar. It's when you throw your hat into a river. No, it's um, no docking is when you uh, you find. OK, so I'm going to try and explain this politely because you have to have a force. You think that. You have to have five skins for it. Um, so apparently, I believe if you're going to do this appropriately, so I've read in books and never practiced in real life. This is just in romance fiction. Um, apparently, if you are if you are lucky enough to find somebody who was born with all their original equipment, you know, like they they are just bringing you the OG steak torta. You know, they they got they got all the wrapping on the okay. gift. Um, if you find somebody like that, you can stick your sausage into their ziti, and. <laughs> Sort so of. Docking is basically sticking your dick in somebody else's force. You are making yeah. a Chinese finger trap 
With dicks. Yes. Yeah. With dick skin. Okay. If you're so lucky. Hmm. So this guy, this, this it could be a female penis. I don't know if you use different terms then. So this know. guy has a big old ass boat, 250 people bored, waiting to get off the boat. He can't dock the boat because the boat space is being re- taken over by these, you know, Republican the assholes. Boat got their foreskin trimmed. I'm not saying they're Republicans. They behave like Republicans. But uh, they, so they're drunk. They're allegedly, you know, they, they're like flipping him. They're, they're going, please move your boat. We need to dock. And they're like flipping the bird. At the and I'm guy. sure they had docking rights, right? They had a, the space reserved. It's very clear. This they had is consent. Cannot, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the ca- co-captain, because there was two captains, he gets some kid to bring a little ferry. And he jumps on a dinghy and he jumps into the boat, goes over there and tells him, hey, can you guys move the boat? And they're just like, fuck you, asshole. So he takes the, you know, because it's a small little boat. So he tries to just pull it off. And then the fight starts unfolding and it's a four against one. And the the kid who brought the boat is also trying to like, you know, deescalate the situation and all hell breaks loose. I like to think the fight started with a bad joke. Like, you know, <laughs> so a fairy and a dinghy walk into a bar. I'm kicking his ass like that. That's what I like to think in my mind happened. And I think, you know, most this would not have caught the attention, the inspiration of the Internet had it not been for one of the other staff members jumps off the boat and like Aquaman just <laughs> swims up it was and jumps out of the thing to to basically deescalate the fight. And de-escalate the is an interesting choice of word. Well, because the fight was unfair. To help out. To yeah. Stop. Contribute. Because, you know, there were there were people who were being arrested who were literally, you look at the video, and they were trying to separate people and trying to not have violence. Well, so, yeah, and so there was yeah. that fight, but then, like, things kind yeah. of, I guess, died down. Those people went back to their boat, and then other people got off the boat, and they were like, what the fuck did you just try and do there? And then it started all over again. And the police came and arrested the guy, the, the, the guy who's on, on the shift, the, the co-captain, mm. the one who said, please move your boat, you know? Of course, because he's black and they were like arresting him and he was cooperating with them and stuff. And then a second fight unfolds and that's where the folding chair comes in. And God bless that folding yes. chair. Like Shirley Chisholm said, if they do not invite you to a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. Okay, <laughs> bring it. She didn't say how. She just said bring it. Okay. And, you no. know, this week with P- the death of Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, uh, you know, we're sort of reflecting on, on his legacy and all the people's lives he touches. And Espatha, es- Espatha. Murkison. Murkison who is the Rita, the male lady on Pee Wee's Playhouse, she had something really interesting to say. Well, it's, it's interesting because all the celebrities, you know, everybody's commenting, Black Twitter is on fire all talking about a it. A Black X, you mean? A Black X, yes. <laughs> yes. Black everybody's X. got new pronouns all of a sudden. <laughs> Even Elon Musk. And so, I, you know, I follow some of them and they're just, most of them are just, they're, they're talking about like the, just the audacity of these people just uh, trying to start this fight. And especially because, you know, as a path chimed in, she's like, this was like the same port where African slaves were brought enslaved people were brought in. People drowned here. People died here. And this is the trying, try, the shit that they're trying to pull. Well, show me a square foot of American yeah. soil where they didn't sell somebody black or beat the shit out of them. I'm sorry. You're not going to find a fucking square mile where that didn't happen. So mm. like. I, do I think she has a point? Yes. But do I also think if that's true, every step I've ever taken has been on consecrated ground and I should be able to beat everyone's ass? Okay. Okay. Like it's time try. for that. I would like to see you try that. <laughs> I, it's time. I think it's time for that. We have a folding chair with us right now. Uh, Matt, I want you to meet your new friend. I, oh, don't leave me on. <laughs> that would be a fun superhero movie, just like a skinny black guy with a chair. 
That would be great. That'd be great. Just like some five foot eleven, 140 pound. Well, what I love just about skinny fucking black guy. Listen, I hate to sound like I'm celebrating violence, but what I found interesting is that like a lot of these people, they just seem very middle aged, right? <laughs> like they're middle aged people. Yeah, yeah. It's they're not, not like they're, it's not like they're young punks or anything like that. It's not spring break. It's Everyone spring looked break. at least 30, 35. Right? It was like these are fully mature adults, and mm-hmm. this is what's going down. And now it, it turns out that mm-hmm. the inventor of the falling chair was a black man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you guys know his name? Or? I saw the meme. Like, Black that was history. The, so that was the second mm-hmm. meme I saw. The first one I saw was Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. And then he was the second one that I saw. And I was just like, what is going on? Nathaniel so, Alexander. No, no. Nathaniel Alexander. Oh, I thought it was George name. Washington Sia. George Washington Carver? Sia. Uh, Why do you call it Sia? It's a bad spelling, bad Texas accent. Carver? See, um, you got to have to explain that one. Give me the cliff notes for it later. S-I-L-L-A. See ya. Ah, because he's saying chair oh, in Spanish. George Washington chair. Yeah. Uh, my folding Af- chair. My Afro-Latino ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> so Nathaniel Alexander actually is a black man and black inventor. Invented the folding chair so this moment in history could happen. Well, black people invented everything. Even if it says a white person did it, they stole the idea the from somebody light. black. The stoplight was... Invented by a black man. The the first breath was invented by a black man. Tic-tacs. Eye contact was invented by black. We were here first. Listen, we will be here a last. A white woman invented liquid paper. And with that money, her son. Formed the, the monkeys. Actually, it's not. The monkeys were not started by li- the liquid paper fortune. But mm. uh, Mike Nesmith okay, later on. I need to explain a joke. Yeah. You need to explain to all of our viewers under the age of 82 what, what the, the fuck monkeys. the monkeys were. Uh, the monkeys are the first uh, boy band ever created by a corporation. There were the monkeys and yeah. the Beatles and the crawfish. Because and, of the sex of the Beatles, the sh- these these uh, entertainment companies wanted to control the the band, so they cast actors to be musicians. And the monkeys was born. Matt, will you sing this meme for us? A chair is still a chair, <laughs> even if there's no one. There's no one sitting there. Because <laughs> it's originally no a home is still a home. Is this that a house home? is not a home. home. But no, 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 no. The, a chair is still a chair is uh, one of the original lyrics. Okay. It's just, it's, it's, it's duly applicable. <laughs> but I also think that song should be taught in like Logic 102 in college. Like so? a chair is still a chair, even if no one's sitting there. But I'm not meant to be alone. And this house is not a home. Follow it. Make it make sense. What is that other song? Um. This house that ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. Uh, oh wait. Uh, uh, and this ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine. I think that was Bill Withers. I think. Oh, right, yeah. Stephanie Mills says she, she wants to hold a charity concert to pay any legal Stephanie bills. Wait, wait, charity concert. A charity. <laughs> How are we spelling a folding it? Folding charity. Uh, I love it. I love, folding charities. Just donate to me. I'll <laughs> run away with your money. I'll fold. And cha- what does Cherry from Pee Wee's Playhouse have to say about this? And people are hashtagging the real news. Either Aquaman hashtag Aquaman or Aquaman. M A. You finally said it right on your fourth attempt. Aquaman. Is that how we say? It? Why are they misspell? Uh, what's what's the significance of the main? It is like, like it's a black pronunciation, right? Not cool. well, like the rapper Gucci Mane. Like okay. it comes from like a cer- <laughs> like it comes from like, but that again comes from an accent that comes from like a manipulation of how, how English is sometimes written. So man becomes main in some places, yeah. yeah. Depending, you know, on, like depending when, on where you live, when you hear like um, Monique, you know, being like, "I want real main." Oh. Like that, yeah. 
Am I mixed? Does that we'll get to Monique tough? later because I have a Lizzo a meme I want to talk about. Shit, but. Lizzo. <laughs> that comes later. Are we done with the fight? Bombastic <laughs> side eye. Hey, Bombastic side eye. Matt, you uh, you created this video channel that analyzes black musicians. Called the Black Music Archive. Yes, I work on this with the founder, Malik Kashad. He's brilliant and amazing. Um, We've been producing documentaries on there for years, and I am basically lead producer for the Explain series. And I do other videos on there. I've interviewed other singers, but this Michael Jackson video that we put out. Wait, wait, before we get to that, though. So a lot of your videos, you're sort of analyzing why these famous black singers or musicians sound the way they do. Yeah, why and how you get what you get. And and what's interesting is it is kind of like a folding chair brawl <laughs> sometimes because you guys really go out there and, and take some bold you know, stances and really intelligently break it apart. And, you know, you're dealing with somebody who's beloved by millions of people and mean a lot. And sometimes when you pull it apart, you're also lifting the veil on, on that musician or that entity, right? Well, because w- w- what I think is really exciting about it is, like you said, we sort of give them a little bit of their humanity back, I think. we put, turn them into people. Yeah, we put them back in human circumstances, yeah. you know? Uh, in the Aretha video that we have on there, you know, we talk about, you know, how divorces and how problems with alcohol and, you know, problems with smoking will affect, you know? We so put, that's why Aretha Franklin sings the way she does because of her life. It, it, yeah, it's what you'll get in certain uh-huh. things that affect what goes on with the career, you know, we put them in the human circumstances that affected their lives, you know, with Michael Jackson like that. And so now you created a Michael Jackson video. That's like, it exploded like this folding chair. Malay. Yeah, no, it has gotten, yeah. it's done so well. I, it's like almost at 30,000 views after two days. That's amazing. And the channel That's just great. hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Yes, yeah, honey. Right. Celebrate. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's you a got joy. Christmas has come early, honey. Yes. It's a joy. Yes. I can always count on you to come early. You have a Cardi B button? Yes. God, who molested you and gave you that? Karma gave us that. Yeah, Karma Nyberger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I vaguely remember. Yeah, the love of your life. Oh, you've forgotten about her. There are so many. So so in in your Michael Jackson video, you're sort of explaining why Michael Jackson sounds the way he does. Yeah, you don't. Both as a child as an adult? Yeah, we we do chronologically for all of them, whether it's Aretha, Shaka Khan, Sylvester, Michael Jackson. We do chronologically from the beginning of what's available to the end of what's available. And yeah, you don't get the adult sound without the childhood work. You Mm -hmm. don't get that sort of change from R&B to rock. You don't get some of the rasp. You don't get some of the changes in vocal range and just like where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do. All of that's really a reflection of how hard he was overworked as a child. He, they, they made worked him to the bone, right? His father Absolutely. and family. And he was also very inspired by James Brown. Oh, they, yeah. they called him a little James Brown. Well, because I mean, James Brown was one of the biggest stars of like that television era when you were seeing a lot of black artists on TV, finally, as far as music was concerned. And so that was probably big, big, big inspiration to Baby Michael. And if you were a black entertainer, musician, you were also, you know, James Brown was considered the, had a nickname, the hardest working man in show business. So like, he was the number one soul brother. But he was also like somebody who was very proud of the fact that he just do show after show after show Absolutely. year after year. And so the Jackson kids, when they're forming their voices and growing up, they also worked really hard. And that affected Michael Jackson's voice. Imagine having to scream and yell like that yeah. with no cocaine. 
it's not <laughs> fair. But we actually yeah. go into like medical research and we really pull up beautiful research over like over a hundred years, which indicates what you see with him, which is that because like a child as not mature, yeah. all of the cartilage, all the tissue, the larynx, everything that's going on here, it's not it, it's not like an adult's tissue. It's much more flexible. And so kids can really do wild things with their voices out of pure muscular effort because they're kids. It's the same way that they can break their wrist while they're playing and then not go inside till recess is over because they're having a good time. Like they can do wild things physically and they're youth. I mean, and babies recuperate. can get shot in the brain and be like, everything's fine. Uh, my baby. <laughs> you speak from experience? Yeah. My baby no. did. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. And I and I orchestrated that drive by. I'm like, it's those stem cells, the magic of stem cells. Kids have a lot of stem cells. Mm-hmm. I, so, I floss with growing. umbilical cords. So one thing that you know Michael Jackson is best known for is his grunt squeals and yelps, right? That shamona, hee hee. Other people like to focus on that. I like to think about happy things. But <laughs> let, let's listen to this here. I, I, this is a, like a viral video of every Michael Jackson grunt. <laughs> Why do I feel like he's on top of me? Yeah, it sounds like he's he's rubbing one out. This is what Lisa Marie had to deal with for a year and a half. No one. How long they were married for? Roughly. Wow. Well, he did grab his dick while he was like performing on stage. And Oprah uh, Winfrey asked him about it and said, "It just feels good. If it's intuitive, he's like trying to protect." You know that dick looked like a spotted cow on a farm. (laughs) You know that thing was just black and white and patchy. So why did Michael Jackson I've seen a lot do, of patchy dicks? Uh, I mean, I'm sure. you know, as a kid, even like if you're thinking about um, "I'll Be There for You," right? That song. He goes ooh at the very end as a uh, as a mm. child, but as an adult, like he started relying more and more of those exclamations. Um, why do you think he changed that way? Do you think it was because sort of to deal with the the demand on his voice? Well, I think part of it was like a gospel influence. I think part of that, you know, some of the exclamations you'll get, you know, I think that's part of it. But I also think the other thing of it was he was, as he got older, it was less about singing and more about the music and more about making a show. Like when you get to the Thriller Mm -hmm. album and you get him doing eight part harmonies with himself and like you get that really complex sound. That was sort of like the end of like the singing, singing. And then after that, you really get a lot more leaning into the noises. Do you think like Quincy Jones, who produced the Thriller album and was, you know, it's considered one of the greatest music producers of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you think he had uh, an a f- impact on the way he sang? I don't think anybody was telling Michael Jackson what to do after his dad got away from him. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could really. Because it's interesting. One of my favorite v- Michael Jackson viral videos is him looking at Kim Carnes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Huey Lewis at, at three or four in the morning singing we are the world and they can't sing on key at that time and he's just like oh what did i get myself into michael jackson had pitch issues sometimes too he did we put in and it's online and in full but we put in a segment of the video where uh we have michael on the phone with his voice coach doing warm-ups and wow he, where'd you get something like that none of your business oh wow did you have um, to pay somebody for none that? of your business <laughs> in a dark alley somewhere yeah it's not the only thing i'm gonna do in an alley tonight it really isn't <laughs> but we found that and then it's like oh okay you can really tell what's going on wow that's fascinating i can't wait to watch that and it's at the black music archive we'll put a link mm-hmm. in the show notes so you guys can enjoy that uh, you're performing here in Chicago. You're doing a show coming soon? Oh, yeah. Uh, the show I produce at Lincoln Lodge called Dying on Saturday Night. Um, it's 
one Saturday night a month. Um, the next one coming up is the 17th, I believe. Uh, August 19th. 19th. See, you see, I love when my assistant's here to help my attache. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's my, at my 730 and it's cheap. Yeah, it's at it's Lincoln like Lodge. 10, 15 bucks. Something like that. If I don't you tell know. tell them, like, you heard about Matt Brown on Feast of Fun, do you give him a discount? Uh, I'll blow him. A five-figure discount? I'll, I'll when get, was the last time you gave anyone a blowjob? Oh, God. Counting the women. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, when did they make Hawaii a state? I'm trying to think. When's the last time I sucked a dick? Oh, there was some guy that was visiting here from Atlanta, and I blew him. But like, I didn't even want to. He just kind of put it in my face, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> it's gonna be rude." If well, I you're don't. like Joan Rivers. You don't give people blowjobs. I would. I would really prefer not yeah, to. You're a Jewish I, woman. I kind of treat men the way men wish they could treat women. What? I just come in them and leave. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your day. I don't want to know your name. You're I don't want to know. You're telling me you're done with romance. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I. It's. It's beyond me. It's. It's above me. I'm not. I'm not. Not interested. It is. Oh, it's over somewhere else. It but, is interesting though to meet like young queer people, and they're all like, "I'm old. I'm retired. I'm not doing no. Mm. I don't want to fight with God no more." Well, listen. Back when you were young, there was hope. We know that's dead. Okay, Tyler Perry. Listen, when when it gets too hot, you need somebody to hold a fan and keep you cool. The earth is burning. The I'll skies are falling. We'll figure it out. See, the you thing need somebody with, by your side. The thing with Tyler Perry romantic movies is that like the the, the person in distress who's who's given up on love mm-hmm. finds love unexpectedly. Like they get on the bus. And that's and the what's going to happen to Matt. But yeah. I don't leave my house. So where's it going to find me? <laughs> the pizza delivery person. <laughs> You've seen those porn. It happens in porns all the time. Yeah, but then you'd have to be okay with fucking broke guys, and I'm done with that. That was for my youth. But we have this now that my now that my prefrontal cortex has closed. I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing any of that. But you have this expectation, I think, that it happens quickly or happens on demand, and it happens when... I think it happens in other people's houses. I just, <laughs> I, I don't think it happens anywhere near me. I think it's, you know, it, it just, it's not one of those things. Wow. I, I, I believe it's a beautiful thing for the, it's like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. If you believe in it, it's real and I'm happy for you. But like, I don't believe in it. No, it's not real. So. And you don't do show business necessarily for the attention. You do it for the money. The therapy, isn't it? The therapy? No, it's not therapeutic. <laughs> what, to pretend to be someone else for strangers and think all about their feelings and wants and triggers and interests? Yeah, no, it's nothing therapeutic. What I thought was interesting is that you were saying that Miss Brown is a character, and then mm-hmm. the person that we hear here on the show is a character, and then in real life, you're not. But I'm like, I don't know anybody else. You wouldn't. So you were like, you really are playing a character from the minute you walk in the door, and every conversation I've ever had with you has been like you being somebody else. Parts of it are real. <laughs> Am I speaking to the real Matt or the right now? As soon as I find out, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, like, no, I mean, I genuinely, and there are people in my life who very much understand this, but yeah. like, I'm a completely different entity in the privacy of my own world. I mean, I know the, the side of you that's like, uh, you're a quiet indoor guy. You yeah. read books and you stay at home and you smoke cigarettes, you smoke marijuana and you drink coffee or you drink alcohol or take drugs. Very much that. Yeah. Very much that. None of this. And like Monday through Friday, you work a nine to five job. Exactly. N- none of this. Hey, girl. None of, none of the none of the stupid bullshit that happens. When on have stage. you ever said, hey, girl? Yes, queen slay. I don't know. But straight people think we talk like that. And so I guess when they're paying me, I can. But when they're not, you just leave me alone and don't play 20 questions. I think you'd rather die than say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Piuttosto la mia vita votroncare. Like, it's not worth it. Nothing's worth it. Uh, can we talk about Lizzo's lawsuit from her ex-dancers? Like, I, I don't understand what's going on there. Well, 
I mean, what are you confused about? Well, I think I think are all great singers have to be great until they're not great. Or? <laughs> There's actually a video on Black Music Archive called "Why Singers Are Mean to People." Um, it's worth oh. checking. <laughs> it's worth checking out. Okay, what are the what's the number two reasons? Like why mostly? Top three being okay. So singing is the the most desired talent. So everyone's jealous of you from the minute you open your mouth. Everyone's jealous of you from the minute they hear about you. Because why can, is it so de- desired? Because people fall in love with. Because musicians. people fall in love with voices, and I think it. it, it, it I mm. think it's the most desired because it it is purely the most impressive because you can learn how to manipulate your hands and your mind to play a piano or a guitar, but to sing well, you're controlling things that are invisible. You're working with involuntary muscles. Mm. And so if it happens to work well, naturally it is a marvel. Um, but yeah, so no, singing is, is, is a very, people get envious of yeah. good. Singers. People are very envious. People are very jealous. And then there's incredibly high demands on you because while people love you and they adore you and they want you to sound your best, if you are not as good as you were six months ago, you have no use. Everybody hates you. You're old and fat and ugly and washed up. And so it goes from this idolatry to this hatred, the way a kid is with a toy, because you're always an object. You were never real. You were fun and shiny and exciting. And then as soon as you became more trouble than you're worth, get out of here. Mm. And so it's this very like it's this it's the idolatry with the disposability. So you're saying that the singers are like assholes because they're people are being mean to them. Everybody wants something. Nobody has anything to give back. And they never have a conversation with anybody who does not want something from them, whether they work from their family or not. They're either supporting them, help them make money. The person's a fan. Like and if it's they, transactional they, life, they do not have one honest interaction left on planet earth. They just don't. And that's, that's it in a nutshell. Or yeah. Other reasons? And by the way, you want to be famous still. Okay. Like after, like just knowing that everything that makes your life human disappears. Oh, you're making me feel sad for all these superstar people with all this talent and money. Well, they don't have any <laughs> money anymore. That's the thing. Oh. They used to have money, but now they don't. There's no money in it. Anymore. There's no Pizza Hut deliver me. Right? There's no money in Spotify. Beyonce and Jay Z have all the money. Everybody else is poor. Mm, Taylor Swift's got some money too, right? Oh, I didn't know we were worried about the whites. <laughs> I try not to think Word about up. them and their plaque Just psoriasis. Just shake it off, Taylor. <laughs> what? All white, all white, all straight white people have psoriasis, and all gay white people are always on a journey. Like a gay white guy can't join a new gym; he has to go on a fitness journey. Like <laughs> it's, it's always a fucking Man, moment. You got me. You nailed me so hard. Like God, God forbid a gay guy start dating again. I'm entering a romantic adventure with this new. Just so you know, I don't life. have uh, psoriasis. I have dermatitis. I, I'm sure you do, <laughs> and I'm sure but it's I take recurrent. Care of, I take care of it with you know medication oh yeah, yeah. medicated shampoo oh, no, you're still not washing your ass with a rag and i'm worried <laughs> that's not true i have washcloths in there you've seen them i t- i've shown i've sent you pictures of uh, me washing my calves with a washcloth in the tub who I has a who has a bidet and who doesn't have a bidet that's what i want to know okay who bottoms and who doesn't bottom if you we, have if, if we want to play 20 questions about everyone's asshole oh, you well, you're talking a, about it, people it, being clean and here if, if you, you want to definitely get a bidet why oh my god there's nothing like having a clean asshole i don't shit. i feel like i am rather clean and i am not really advertising that area for occupancy like it's not even an sro it's not about them it's about me if if you feel lighter and more fresh 
when your hole is clean. It takes out the poison out of you. I, I don't walk around with a dirty ass. I can wash my ass with a rag twice a day that's white. And that all that white rag will still be white at the end of the affair. <laughs> I'm not I'm not worried about these things. Well, you've heard that expression is so clean you can eat off of it. Mm-hmm. Look at me, baby. Well, so, that's after you floss with Fausto because there is so much hair in that ass. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So if you were working for Lizzo. And Lizzo had some first of all, I'd have to gain a hundred pounds to dance for her. Okay. Let's start there. Well, let's just say you're 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 just you're you're a side person. You're like part of the crew. Okay, so I don't have an episode of my two hundred seventy five pound life. No. Okay. <laughs> it's it, they they take you to a uh, someplace in Amsterdam, and this banana comes out of a vagina, and, and she asks you to eat it. Would you eat it? Am I on a fruit cleanse? Is pussy seasoning? I need more information. Because <laughs> isn't that what happened? Like this. That's one of the allegations. Okay. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, Lizzo. Maybe that was not the well, best idea. I also feel like that if this really happened the way the dancers are saying, wouldn't I have heard about this club banana pudding before or whatever? Like, what, wouldn't we have heard about this on the news that you could, you know, get mashed bananas out of someone's twat in Amsterdam? It, they would have advertised that more than the weed, wouldn't they? If it was ha- like. Uh, well, one of the things that the the dancers are complaining about is that they were not allowed to videotape their performance, their rehearsals. And I'm like, well, obviously. And they were like mad that they one got fired because she started fi- filming it all. Well, the, if you don't understand they, they why you can't do that, you need to be in a different industry mm-hmm. because if somebody has to explain that to you and you're getting paid to be there, you're not smart enough to accept mm-hmm. the check. You're well, just and not. somebody uh, recorded a conversation with Lizzo and she got fired for that. Yes, NDAs. You sign these things. Mm-hmm. If you want to have human rights, get the fuck away from rich people. Like I, I uh, oh, but they didn't let me. But my artistic freedom. But bitch, no, nobody cares. This is like Meghan Markle waiting for Camilla to hold her hand. Like, what world do you live in? <laughs> like, what? Like, get to the real planet Earth, where like rich people act like rich people, and you can't videotape your rehearsals because you're not the choreographer, and that's a billion dollar tour, and that's someone's work that you're putting on fucking TikTok because you want to prove to all your friends in wherever that you're cool. Nobody cares. Well, I'm really surprised is that the three dancers are like doing like. Ent- press tours about it and they went on entertainment tonight to talk about the, their lawsuit and they're like Lizzo's a monster so there's this meme be passed around where it's Monique from well, Precious well it's like Lizzo on stage it's her performing mm-hmm. and then Lizzo backstage and it's Monique as Precious as mom just sitting oh, there yeah. with a sour look on her face you know when Lizzo gets off stage she needs a two piece and a biscuit me fucking too <laughs> I had Popeyes last night I'm not judging do you have the sandwich and the spicy or regular? No, I get like the three piece normally. So you, I, you don't want a sandwich. Why, I don't need bread from Popeyes. What's the point of that? That chicken sandwich is good with extra pickles. Always get extra pickles if you ever have to have it. Okay. But, but I, you're a fan I'm of the spicy. I'm a fan spicy. of three piece too. Do you want the spicy? I or like no? both. You do? Yes. So you don't care whether it's spicy or not? Sometimes I want spicy, sometimes I don't. Okay, I have a question about the Lizzo affair. Yeah. Okay. So if I, as a black person, know that other black people can call me the n-word and we as gay people know that other that other gay men can call us faggots and like they don't mean any harm why can't fat people call other fat people fat what's fucking problem ain't nobody there wearing a size eight why is it hurtful it like i don't i don't i don't, I don't get the, it. the allegation that lizzo was berating the dancer for getting too fat well, and I'm I mean, like, that just seems like that's the whole point they got hired so. no because if you're fatter than lizzo then who's the real star Oh, you got to think about this. Oh, because normally it's reverse, like with Lucille Ball and Ethel. They made exactly, Ethel exactly. Mm-hmm. But if we have three ten competing with three fifteen, someone's got to die. You know, 
as n- and not of natural causes either. Like it's not it's gonna be violent. Like Damn. no, she don't want to compete with nobody. At least of all somebody she hired. Is this gonna tarnish Lizzo's entertainment career or, or side? track it or do you think it's no i think she's gonna learn a lot from it i think she'll know to get skinnier backup dancers so she can just eat them when they act up (laughs) (laughs) it's a fucking problem it's about damn time but don't you want to uh you know if you're gonna eat somebody you want somebody on the plumper side don't you Mm, i mean you want soft meat you're gonna be coughing up a lot of the fat anyway you know Stick to the lean bro. You can render that shit out though. Yeah, it's, it's I don't. Cooking. I do. I do not need Lizzo on the fucking back burner of my stove. I don't need. You know that pot of oil that black people never throw out. I, I don't need. I don't need. <laughs> I, I, I don't need thigh meat in there. I don't have Dahmer interests. That's that's not cute for me. No. What's that documentary on gay murders that's being? Uh, Oh, the last call murder. Oh my god, my boss was telling me about this. Oh, it's so good. I need to watch it. It's on. Okay, I need to watch it. HBO Max. There was a series of of murders, like mostly around in the New York area, Mm -hmm. and um, this guy he got away from away with Mm -hmm. it for years, but eventually they were able to catch them. But it really highlighted just how inept the New York police uh, was, and how you know how terrible they were with gay people here's like this serial killer killing gay people and they they put like no effort into it um and when they had a chance to kind of like follow him and f- once they figured out who he was they like they they blew it they blew it they like arrested him on day 1 instead of like you know mm-hmm. watching him for 2 weeks and see what he does and gathering more information about his his whereabouts but it, you know if anybody has seen American Horror Story the latest uh series the um season they base part of this on this last call killer and it's really chilling and it's, what's wonderful about it too is like you know we're seeing like these gay rights activists that are still active today many of mm-hmm. them uh, talking about like these issue this issue that happened in the 90s so it's like you know all those things that are happening nowadays and people being on the wrong side of history like you will be exposed and well, like it's gonna come sooner than you think what i can't understand is like how anyone at the time or even looking back at it would be like I can't believe that the police wouldn't help these poor, innocent men. These same cops, when this was happening yeah. in the early 90s, 15 years ago, those same fucking cops were breaking up gay bars, arresting everybody, mm-hmm. making sure their name got in the paper and that they got fired. You think they care about your fucking feelings now that shit's legal? Grow up. Grow up. You have to say, oh, grow up. Grow ow, up. ow, ow, ow. Now I'm saying kinnison. <laughs> um, but it's just so stupid to me. Like, you really think because they changed a law that the human heart has moved? I they don't human, like you. I think that if I, you were their son, they would fucking kick your ass even faster and harder. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I think that the numbers out there in the surveys is people are much more accepting of, of queer people today than they were. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. You don't have to like me. You just uh, make sure you pay me. That's all. They're not doing either, honey. <laughs> Pay me on time. Look at yourself. They ain't doing nothing. Tell the man to put the money on the table. I think that queer... Oh, I hate using that word. I think gay shit is a lot more, like, pervasive. But I don't think anybody's happy about it. I think it's sort of like... uh when you know society became integrated or like when the third second wave of feminism happened people eventually learned that what i need to do is be quiet and plan and then 10 years later i'm gonna blow this shit up what happened with all the skinheads they grew their hair out and they joined congress i want to picture Rand paul in 1987 like they they all learned that when you really have a problem with it that the solution is to shut up and organize and hide and come back 15 years later vicious so yeah oh so you think there's gonna be some kind of like gay rights backlash 
intense. What's happening to the trans people? Intense. Right now. Oh yeah, no, they're For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but some of this, I like some of the trans stuff that is coming as backlash. I honestly think that part of it is like people are genuinely worried about children, mm-hmm. and so they want to shut down anything, whether they're coming from a good or bad intention. I don't know, but I think a lot of people are worried about that, and so that's like their line. Well, it's kind of like their cover, you know what I mean? It's like they used to attack gay people and be like, "What about the children? You can't have them around the children." Well. You know, gay people are teaching your kids, or your mm-hmm. doctors, or your nurses. Like they've been taking care of your kids for you know hundreds of years. Same with trans folks. It's the same kind of thing. It's the same stupid argument. And uh, you know, in the end, I don't think it's going to win. Oh, it's going to win, honey. Ron DeSantis is going to be president. It's no. all over. It's oh, all over, honey. No. In order to win president, you have to be more popular in the state you live. Nobody likes him outside of Florida. We're going to have president Trump from jail then. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be cute. It's not, we're, we're, that's not cute, so. mama. I think people are over Trump and I, you know, they just had the special election in Ohio. They had this ballot initiative that, that they were doing. They were trying to have, um, their conservatives wanted to have, if you're going to do any kind of amendment mm-hmm. to the Ohio constitution, it has to have like, 60% of the votes and they mm-hmm. voted they voted it down today because they really want to get like abortion rights on on the Constitution in Ohio and it's gonna happen because Democrats are turning out to vote because of this abortion kind of thing so I don't think Trump really has a chance in hell of winning but I, I don't want people to like sit back and be like and relax and not vote you got to get out there you got to canvas you got to vote you got to engage people so uh, I give up I just watch I'm a you spectator vote. I'm a spectator you vote. You, nope you need to like uh, move in with your family in Kentucky and register there and vote there. You know what you need to do? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Go fuck yourself. You can start there. Well, so I did that yesterday. feminism, <laughs> uh, Barbie, the Barbie movie by mm-hmm. uh, filmmaker Greta Gerwig uh, has crossed the one billion dollar mark. One wow. billion dollars. One billion dollars, uh, making not just Greta but you know Mattel. And uh, Margot Robbie, a lot of money. And so uh, New York Times was interviewing her about, you know, where's the sequel? Are you guys working on it? And mm-hmm. she's like, I am dying to return to the world of Barbie, but no plans yet. So they're going to renegotiate for more money. Of course. Mm-hmm. But well, like, also there's a writer's story. The other thing is, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just speaking factually. The amount of time it takes to get that much money together to do a sequel, even after all the success. Five like it, years. It might be three or five years. Is Margot Robbie still going to be Barbie in five years? Hey, she I might, can she do might anything, not. honey. Yeah, if, if Nicole Kidman can be Lucille Ricardo, I guess. Yeah. Didn't you love how, like, in all of her close shots, she was 35 and everybody else was 50? I, I, I always love when they do that in movies. It's like Goldie Hawn always has the best the lighting. You know, and they've been Why doing are you guys looking years. at me? We're not looking. Years. We're staring. Why? <laughs> I mean, people get full-on plastic surgery, basically, with the with the, the stuff they do. Jowls are gone. Wrinkles are smoothed out. That's what they're going to have to do with me because I don't get any surgery. You're you sure? broke to have surgery. No, you do not know my bank account, darling. <laughs> Are you are you secretly? I'm doing just fine. Bill Gates in there over there. I'm doing just fine, and I'll be doing better very soon. You sure, you don't want plastic surgery? No, it help you out so much. Excuse you. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your tummy tuck? Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> I don't have a tummy tuck. Oh, you need one. Why <laughs> stop Botoxing. 
No, I just, I don't, and it's not that I judge it or that I think other people shouldn't. It's like I, in my family, I look the most like Mm -hmm. my grandmother Mm -hmm. and my grandma had three facelifts. So if I get anything done, I'm just going to see an old woman and I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, like if I get anything done, well, a lot I'm not of people g- don't have like plastic surgery. It's a lot of fillers and Botox and like you do that kind of stuff. Right? I, I don't smoke. A pack of, I don't smoke a pack a day to act like this is going to look fine. Like I, I'm not so stupid that I just think I can do whatever I want and get whatever I want on the other side. Well, all right. Money is meant to be spent. Life is meant to be lived and live your best life. And you know, so I sometimes like, you know, like I got into this huge fight with this uh, fitness influencer on, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like I was just like surprised cause he's famous and stuff. And I thought, you know, and he's just like berating Lizzo, not because of the way she treats her dancers and stuff, because she's making it acceptable for women to be fat. Oh, they need to shut up because if everybody's skinny, do those trainers have realized how skinny have to, they have to get. And that's what I said to him. If, if size 12 becomes keep- fat again, how skinny do you need to be? I said, you don't understand what a body positivity means in the first place. And no, I have a hard care. time idea. See, I have a hard time imagining that you're going to be able to keep the clients you have. From that, I must have well, really well, hit him hard because he's like, "Well, I don't have any. I used to have clients, but I don't have them anymore." We because they're all like bunch of punk ass bitches and stuff. Oh, and he's shit. calling his uh, women that he trained bitches, and I'm thinking, what kind of toxic heterosexual person is this? And I start looking at his links. This this guy is an OnlyFans. Me too. He's gay. Of he's course. a gay incel, and I'm just like, what? I just don't, I can't. No, it sounds like he's a gay misogynist. Yeah. He's an incel culture because he's like saying that, that men don't have sex with him because of his politics and views. And I'm just like, he's literally like embracing the incel philosophies Mm. and blaming women and feminism on his lack of sex. Well, this is the problem. This is the problem with these guys though. It's not that nobody wants to sleep with them. It's that the people that they want to sleep with don't want to sleep with them because if you're 30 and you're gay and you're a Republican, fine, go fuck 70 year old men with a smile on your face. That's what I'm doing. So like, (laughs) and I know look, the three of us speaking here, we have no shame. I know that Matt Brown likes to masturbate to, Nude photos of Mike Pence. No, it's more it's more Joe Biden OJ for me. Joe Biden OJ. Closer to the grave. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need him to live for twenty five years and get on my goddamn nerves. I don't need to hire a nurse. I mean, that's why I started following this guy because he was sexy and hot and he had some good fitness advice. But man, it's like I just had to like walk away from that because it was like it was a mountain of crazy. Can you explain this to me, anyone? I don't know what muscular people think. You guys as a demographic. I just try just, not to fight with people online when they when they kind of show themselves to be an ass. You just kind of like this block, is who this unfollow, person is and move just, on. You know, walk away. Listen, I want to live a peaceful life. Man's rejection right? is God's protection. You want to live a violent life? What are you talking about with what they do to your ass? You mean peace? <laughs> peace where? God, God, pieces of your skin just disappear. It's a delicate rose, Matt. Uh, the delicate Listen, rose. Not, That's a powdered petal. Our windows are not the only ones with cracked holes what, in it. What I'm really curious about is like these personal trainers and these fitness guys. Yeah. And I'm being serious right now. I would genuinely like them to meet some of the people I met coming up in classical music and some of the opera singers that I've like known and worked with. Because there is, if you didn't believe at health in every size, 
watching an opera rehearsal will absolutely make you believe in health in every size because you'll see men and women who weigh 200, 250 pounds, like get up with no help, fall on a 30 degree rake stage, like do athletic things. So just because you are big doesn't mean you're not healthy and strong, doesn't mean you can't do difficult stuff. It just may not look the same way other people do it or may not be what people expect, but like you can still be doing whatever you need to do. I think the biggest lie that's been sold is the idea that athleticism equates healthiness. Because let me tell you, you know, those concussions from football or boxing, that's not healthy. Well, none of those guys were smart to begin with. It's not like we fucking lost Einstein. There's some you know, intelligent people. In okay, everything. yeah, Mike Tyson was going to write a book that made me cry. I believe you. <laughs> like, come on, let's get real for once but in our lives. Frank Gifford was never going to change society. But the, like, there, there is this idea that like people do athletic things because of health, and I'm just like, no, you're doing the athletic things because it's a challenge. It's it's it, the pleasure comes from pushing yourself. I think that's I why gay guys like getting fisted. <laughs> I know a couple of bodybuilders that do like getting fisted. Well, they're into primitive surgery, I guess. I don't, I don't understand. Well, that. once you get that first yeah. fist in, all the other ones just are easy. From what I understand. <laughs> Speaking you know. for a friend. No, I've, well, I've never actually had a fist. Inside. You, know, I, you know, just whatever, whatever your diary is. If I found the right hand, I would consider it. Oh. Foster used to have little delicate hands, but then I he always a juiced up, now he's a juiced up gorilla. So Look, at, much touch thicker. my hand. If touch, anyone touch sticks it. anything touch in my it. ass. Touch my hand. Touch this. No, no, put your hand up against mine. I'm scared it's going to bite me. Is. Look, I have we have, we both have small hands, honey. Oh, honey. You yeah, have Matt's, such beautiful Matt's hands nails. aren't as muscular as yours. You Nothing on me is muscular. Hands. Never has been. I couldn't do a push-up in His the third grade. Jack. Yeah, what the, what that throat do? Truly, truly, it's all I got. All I got. I talk shit and I sing. It's all throat. It's all I got. Tongue's the only muscle on the body that works. Well, you do it a goes. pretty good job, and you're definitely one of the funniest comedians I know, and, and you know, a thought leader in Chicago's comedy scene. T-H-O-T leader, absolutely. You know, and, and if you are listening to the show and Chicago, go see Matt Brown. Why not? MissBrown.com slash calendar. MissBrownComedy.com slash calendar. Dying on a Saturday night at the Lincoln Lodge. It's on Friday. And are you touring anywhere? Any Midwest <laughs> tours back to South Bend? August I'm going to be going to Dayton, Kentucky. I'm going to be there September 1st with my friend David Carter. And David doesn't know he's doing all the driving yet. <laughs> Ooh. Do you know how to drive? Uh, no. I don't remember. Do you have a license? I have a license, but I haven't used it in seven years, so I don't really remember. It's expired. <laughs> no, 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 no. My, I keep it active because I've never gotten in a wreck, so the state of Illinois thinks I'm a great driver. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep getting it renewed, but I, I don't remember how to drive I am all. a Puerto Rican person, and I have an expired driver's license. I didn't need and I was at the dispensary today, and I saw a sign that said they do not accept ex- expired IDs, so you can't mm. buy pot in the state of Illinois with, that, with your license. Well, right that's now. what you're for, honey. You better figure it out, because that year of, of running around with an expired license is going to be over before you gonna know it. Going to bite my ass, I know. So l- let, me, let me get it out there. So it's <laughs> Matt Brown dying on a Saturday night at Lincoln Lodge, August 19th, 7.30 p.m., cheap, yeah. and you mentioned Feast of Fun. Matt will give you a blowjob. Absolutely. Really? And, if, and if you're straight, I'll eat your ass. And where is Lincoln Lodge these days? Um, it, oh God, it's Milwaukee Avenue, right? 2040 North Milwaukee. All right. The Wicker Park area. Shout Yeah, the Wicker Basket area. I travel there often. I would like to introduce you to um, Martian Delellis, my friend who is obsessed with Michael Jackson. 
And, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, well, in a good way. <laughs> like you are, because you have to make that video. There's part of you that's really that, Okay, can I, I would like to make a obsessed, point on that, yeah. because a lot yeah. of people, because like you said, people, like they can get sort of like, you know, folding chair fights. Like people get really heated yeah. about the research that we do and how we present it sometimes. Yeah. But what I really wish people would understand before they leave a comment saying, I can't believe you would say this, which is one I know more about it than you do. So if you can't believe it, try. Second... Second, it's like I would not spend, Malik and I would not spend weeks, months creating these documentaries if it was music that we hated and musicians we didn't like and singers we thought were bad. Like, we spend this time, the only way that you can have the energy is through love. You know, it's when people like, you know, don't sleep for three days and they've got two kids. I'm like, oh no, I love them. I'll is do whatever a, they need. Is there a terrible black singer out there that you're just like, I would, we're never going to cover them. Well, it's horrible. there are people that we won't cover, not because they're terrible, but because there's like not much to discuss. Wow. Like, um. Like Kanye. I wouldn't call any of that singing. <laughs> Um, but like, for example, like, for example, there are singers like sometimes we'll do lives on the channel. And people ask, oh, why haven't you done a Jasmine Sullivan video? I'm like, well, she's like young and active and there's only three CDs to analyze. Mm. If you'll notice, most of these videos are about dead or retired artists because we like to look at the whole thing. Sure. You want a big, expansive work. Like, I mean, a living artist that we might do might be somebody like. One day, if we do it next year or something like that, like we might do Mariah Carey one day, but th that's 15 albums to look at. And to be very frank, she has done most of her good singing already. It, most of her great singings behind her. Well, you're doing Michael Jackson. So, he's not alive. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Most of these people, they're either at the end stages of the athletic part of their career or they're at the end stages of decomposition. So <laughs> So can I give you like some names and say like done it, working okay. on it, pass. Okay. Excited. And just, you know, we mainly do women. So any man you mentioned is probably going to be off. Yeah. So Aretha okay. Franklin. Done. Done. Rihanna. Wouldn't consider. Beyonce. Complicated. Ella Fitzgerald. I don't think anyone would watch. Uh, Whitney Houston. Wh the voice. Whitney will be happening. Oh, I she will. I don't know exactly when. I want. We watched the uh, movie that they did about her. It was, it's on Netflix. Now. A lot of Whitney fans were mad about that one. I wouldn't go yeah. see it because my basically two of the guys who I work on the channel with, Malik and then Sherrod, mm -hmm. who's like more marketing, mm -hmm. um, they went to go see it together mm -hmm. and, in the theater. And they were like, this is bad. This is a shitty Lifetime movie. They got all the timelines wrong. None of the outfits match. This is bad. Mm -hmm. It was nice that got Deborah Wilson back from retirement to play Whitney Houston. That wasn't that. Deborah Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. Deborah did a great Whitney. She did on the dock of the bay. Uh, Nina Simone done it. Haven't. And I honestly, if enough people asked or if somebody like commissioned it, like it would be interesting enough to talk about because she's a contralto, really low female voice. Uh, Bessie Smith. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. We, if we ever talked about her, it would probably be in the context of another video. We'd use her as a reference point, not a standalone. Shaka Khan. We have done Shaka. The Shaka video is very successful. Shaka saw her documentary. Shaka shared her documentary. And oh, if you shit. go on Shaka, Shaka's YouTube page. It is in her saved like playlist for you to go watch. Oh wow! So yeah, I know what the fuck I'm doing, and I don't want to really hear rock any... that Shaka Khan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the rap. You want me to so bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Can you? No, <laughs> absolutely. Save not. me, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. My, my Shaka mother's Khan. white. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patty Labelle. 
I I would. I don't know that there's ever going to be any cause, but there's a lot to talk about there. She's great. I saw her live last year. She's great. And you, are you going to kill her softly with your critiques, Roberta that, Flack? Roberta, I don't know if there'd be much to discuss. Aaliyah's not alive. And she wasn't doing much singing. <laughs> Tina Turner. Tina, we did. Tina, I think we did a very good job on because she's short, but you learn everything you need to know. She's like 20 minutes, but it hits hard. And last but not least, that, you know, the last time I had an alcoholic beverage was with you at oh, Diana Ross's yeah. concert here in Chicago at Ravinia. Love taught me who was the boss. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to you do know, her or no? Yeah. No. No. You said to me, Diana Ross is not so much as a singer. She's a vibe. She's an experience. Yeah. I think if we did a Diana Ross video, like we did a video about Whitney's wigs, we might do one about Diana's wigs one day, maybe, or Diana's clothes. But Diana's singing is like not the interesting part. Looking at Diana is the interesting part. Of all the women that I've named, who is like the toughest? Like who's the looks of, you know, just steel? I would say like the best singer. No, just like personality. Like just don't fuck with her. She's cut you. I you would uh, I would say of the living ones, Shaka. Shaka Khan. And I don't think that Shaka's mean at all. because She suffers no fools. I, I, I don't think Shaka cares. Like, I just think it's very like, a, listen, if you ain't got the right amount of money in the plane ticket, I would much rather sleep, honey, and not put my dentures in and not put this wig on. Like, I just, Shaka, Shaka don't care, and I like that about her. <laughs> Shaka's selective about her intention, and I like that. I think I would like to say that Shaka Khan talks about her and the self in the third person. Don't. Me too. But then again, I think I'm Bobby Brown. Um, <laughs> Miss Bobby Brown. Yes. Now. Do you do any men or is it all women? Uh, we have, we've done oh, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. We've done Sylvester. Um, I'm trying to think if they're trans. But uh, I, Sylvester did not self-identify that way. And if you want to go back 30 years later and rewrite history, that's your problem. Um I don't. I th- Is that your problem, Fausto? I'm, I'm surprised that you anybody with. Call that into question because Sylvester didn't identify as a drag queen. So I think the word Sylvester used would be gay. I don't think Sylvester would identify as trans. I think Sylvester liked to wear clothes and like to get looked at. And that's not an identity. It's a hobby. You know, what's interesting. Sylvester, um, I guess I just Googled this here said, uh, just like you, gender is an everyday choice. And depends on the stage and the content. That ain't just like me. I never said nothing like that. Bitch, I like eyelashes sometimes. It ain't a, deep. You wear it eyelashes ain't deep. Okay. It, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with it. It's a hobby. But it's, it's in the context, in the space, in the location, you know? No. You do something and you don't do it. No. It's like it's transactional or not. It's like fun. Because here's, when yeah. you look at Sylvester, okay, yeah. Sylvester, Divine, me, the Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> That's generous. It, it, especially to me. Um, if you yeah. look at any of them like off stage, yeah. just like, like living around, like in their guy life, none of them look like anything. Nobody cares. If you're like real, in my opinion, I think if you're like really very serious on your, how I am on stage is mm-hmm. extension of my gender identity. You don't maybe look like that all the time, but you look like something all the time. There's not like a union plumber button to press like there is with me. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know. But then again, maybe that's short sighted or wrong. All I'm saying is that Sylvester, we should use the words that people used about themselves to talk sure, about themselves sure. because uh, I get enough, I, I get enough fucking people trying to tell me who I am and what to call it and how to be it. So I don't like doing that. To well, you do people. put miss MS. 
That is the Matt Brown. It's the only good joke I've ever written. My stage name is the best joke I ever wrote because I can show up to a club wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, and because they think my name's Miss Brown, look, should I call you, ma'am? Is it Miss? I'm like, do I look like a Miss right now? Well, hold on. Now you make me a second guess. How? Because we initially met you as Matt Brown. Yeah. Uh, am I M- Matt's still in there? Okay, but should we call you Miss Matt Brown? You should just call me and tell me you have money. <laughs> so fortunately, I can only do the first half. Okay. Well, Miss Brown's a figment of my imagination. Matt Matt <laughs> Matt writes that Miss Brown does it, and she she Miss Brown's a woman who helps pay my bills. Well, she, <laughs> Matt, I appreciate you uh, your visions, your your uh, videos. I had a vision insights. of love, like Mariah Carey, <laughs> the other biracial diva. You know, and 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 really like this whole folding chair, you know, Alabama ferry boat. Malay, this. I will ball. never let you forget that you went from the fucking last big like racial event of this like day of this uh, uh this decade, summer. and then which is what the Montgomery album, and then you went right into Pee Wee Herman. I will never let you that 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 was just like a okay. Yeah, uh, Espatha S Espatha had a, something very insightful to say about it. Sharon Apatha Murkison. Well, it just happened to happen next to each other. You know, it's like Pee Wee died, and then this brawl happened. Yeah, Pee Wee was actually in the uh, basement of that boat. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Brown. I really think it might be fun if you beat his ass. <laughs> that that's what was going on. So mm-hmm. Matt Brown, follow Miss Brown Comedy on yes. Instagram. Miss Brown Comedy on Instagram and on TikTok. MissBrownComedy.com. And of course, we're also Mark Felian on Mark Instagram. M A R C F E L I O N. It's the French spelling. If you don't know how to spell it, because I sometimes forget how to spell my own name, uh, you could just uh, scroll down in the show notes and click on the links, and we're right there. And of course, Feast of Fun is made possible because of fierce, fabulous people just like you. You can listen to thousands. Thousands. That's an incredible 3, number of shows that, um, you know, I still have a voice. Maybe you'll do a, a, a music archive video on me someday. No. <laughs> of, of podcasters podcasters listen to this podcast and how it's changed over the years Faust, if you went back to the first it's few years Fausto's voice is so high hi everybody it's me Fausto how are you now yeah now you sound like Kathleen Turner <laughs> hello it is a Kathleen Turner thing I was on my way there. to the bathroom but I forgot my great goose did she, did she have a medical condition is that why she ended up talking yes, like that rheumatoid arthritis is that what Smoking. it was Smoking. Yeah, she smokes, she's got rheumatoid, and she Smoking, drank for a while. aging. Did I ever tell you about the time Michael Douglas stuck a lit cigar inside my... Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Romancing the Stone. Yeah, no other Great things. film. Great, great film. film. And Jewel of the Nile, too. Not War, so great. War of the Roses okay. is on HBO Max. I just watched it a week or two ago. Is that a good film? Yeah, Danny DeVito directed it, and I forgot that he directed it. He, like, plays the lawyer. He's only in, like, two scenes, but it's actually a good movie. Well, he narrates it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Starts off with... Of smoking, that's why you like it so much. I love anything. With what smoking. are you smoking these days? Cool blue 100s and any weed I can find. All right, I got you covered. <laughs> I got right. you covered. All right, bye, ding, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. Bye. Okay. Uh. Oh.